I studied business engineering uh, in, uh, in Brookwindish and then I somehow uh, uh, found myself into sales with Hilti. So apparently, I mean, uh, yeah, I pretty much loved it. So that's the reason why I'm still kind of doing things like that. So um, I became apparently a sales enthusiast and I love uh, working with people. That's the reason a little bit about my background. So, our company actually is uh, two and a half years now on the market. So, we started actually with the idea of preparing or automating financial statements. And uh, no, we are not a, an accounting tool. That's everybody is asking me. No, we're actually really focusing on the preparation of financial statements for companies. Most of the accounting tools, they don't provide like a proper solution for that. And uh, it's mandatory, in fact, for every company. So most, as uh, Rebecca already told, our uh, key target group are accountants and they actually use still in the 21st century Excel templates to actually uh, solve that problem all around the world. So <laughs> a little bit about our traction. I mean, we, we've, we actually... Um, finished our MVP you know, in, in July 21 and then we approached fast the market to, to really get the feedback fast and uh, implementing directly the feedback to getting better to uh, actually find the first clients. We then actually by the end of 2022 we achieved to sell almost 2,200 li uh, 2, licenses um, partnered up with Bexio that year and uh, doubled the amount of licenses by the end of, of this year. And now we're actually uh, expanding into Germany or trying to do that. Um, we partnered up with DOTEF. This is one of the, the biggest uh, accounting companies in, in Germany. And uh, we plan to go live now in Germany uh, in the first quarter of 2024. So let's focus on, on the main topic for tonight. I mean, how to engage your ICP and convert them into paying clients, right? I mean, Dennis, uh, he already told some of the things. Uh, we also use mailing campaigns, LinkedIn and partnerships and offline events. And I wanna just share you a little bit of my experience and strategies and what worked and what did not work for us. Chris, can you quickly explain ICP, what it means? Yes. Uh, I would do that actually now, but <laughs> that's okay. That's like the ideal customer profile, right? So, I mean, exactly, that's the reason why you're going to start with the ICP. I mean, before you, you're actually thinking about how to target them, how to, or which channels you're about to, to use, I mean, the first thing I'm going to recommend is, is to think about your, your ideal customer profile. This can be actually, you know, the, the, your target account, company size, geography, um, tech stack they have, budget they have, who are the decision makers. Like, I mean, it can be pretty a lot of things. What we actually did, we focused first on, on, on really the accounts, not 
the person, the person behind it, really the account. So for us, indeed, I mean, it was important to have like accounting companies because they are responsible for 90, 95% of the financial statements. And <clears throat> we also thought about, I mean, we started in the Swiss-German part because we were not able to provide any uh, French or Italian language, so we really narrowed it down a little bit. And we also thought, okay, I mean, I mean, we are, you know, that's the first tool on the market in this niche, so we, we better go for the small companies because, you know, they have like, you know, shorter sales cycles, the owner is going to decide, so it's easier than selling to like a PUCC or, or a KPMG, it's hard at the beginning. So having that ICP for us was like, you know, up to, I mean, accounting companies, up to 20 person or 20 employees in, in the Swiss-German part. And the second thing is, I mean, who gonna target afterwards in these companies, right? So it's, they were like the owner, CEO, owner for small companies, as well as the bigger companies, <clears throat> like senior accountants or, or, you know, in this level, because they are able to decide or to give you a shot. So the first thing we did is also a mailing campaign. Um, I guess that the, the first the first campaign we did actually we bought these addresses. <laughs> so, but as as Danny said, it's expensive and quality is yeah, it's not very 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 good. So we actually bought it. You know the the afterwards. I mean. There are plenty of, of different methods to, to scrape them. Actually, we changed and, uh, our approach. Also, we, we did scrape them through LinkedIn. There are plenty of tools. I, I remember back in the days, we actually used different tools, you know, first to really use Sales Navigator. I mean, this is like the yellow book in, in, in sales. So you can really get to your target audience. <clears throat> then we scraped them down, then we actually checked the, or were like um, validating the email addresses so and uploaded them to a program, it's called Bulk Email Checker, so they check it, I mean, 50% <clears throat> are valid, the other one are not sure, and for 20% for it's not going to find anyone, so you take the green ones. And then, yeah, you define a message, you know, <clears throat> you define a message and then and start the campaign. And then you have really to iterate and iterate again to see exactly measure things, open rates, click-through rates, you know, the message. And this is like a constant process. So one of our key learnings is really, I mean, it, it takes three to four messages per person, right? So you have to bother them a little bit, you know, it, it, it must be annoying for them. So they, they will remember you. And... <clears throat> We also did a mistake at the beginning not to really focus on our target audience. Then it's, it, it just takes you longer to get to your clients, yeah. So also, I mean, don't use like, or only use personal addresses. I mean, you know, the info address, they directly land in spam, so it's, it's not really beneficial for you. And also the message market fit, you know, we actually, depending on who you really target, I mean, the owner, you're gonna have like another message uh, for instance, as a senior accountant, because a senior accountant, he has other pain points than the owner has. So you really have to a little bit think about that. And as Dennis also told, I mean, not using your domain, right? If, if your domain is burnt, then, I mean, you have to actually uh, open up another one. And you don't want to do that for your, for your <coughs> main, main domain. And one of our biggest mistakes we actually did is like uh, the, the track conversions. So <clears throat> I would actually do this in another way time. I mean, 
just think about what you want to really track, you know, I mean, opening rates and click-through rates, I mean, every tool nowadays can do that, but it's also important for us, I mean, how many mails we sent out, how many demos we got, um, <clears throat> and how many paying uh, clients we, ha we have out of 1,000 mails, right? So it's really about the, the, the target of your campaign, you know. When we started it, we wanted to have, like, really product demos because we wanted to get the feedback from the market to, to, to improve our product. This was super, super important for us. Then the second uh, uh, approach we chose was also is a LinkedIn. I mean, it's, you can actually think uh, it's copy-paste from mailing, right? So we, we actually had like the same ICP. So we were thinking connecting to them on LinkedIn and them sent them like three to four messages through LinkedIn, right? So, <clears throat> it's, we did that, we set that up, you know, the messages, but then we realized soon a little bit, okay, through LinkedIn, I mean, it's not working very, very good. So, we actually thought about how to change that approach. So, we were thinking about, okay, let's, let's sell like a research project to them and then we, we just sold it like, hey guys, we're doing research, we're, just, we're a startup, um, we're doing some research. Uh, we prepared like a Google uh, um, <coughs> survey for them. And then we were tracking also targeting like our target group. So the questions in the survey were like, hey, how many financial statements you prepare? What tools do you use? Um, what are the pain points? I mean, how, how um <coughs> beneficial is for you to have a tool like that? So literally every question we would ask also in a product demo, we were actually um, asking them and we were we offered them a reward like if you're doing the the survey you can claim like five credits like uh, equal like five financial statements in our application so we were sending them out and that worked super super well because yeah it's you're not approaching them as a sales guy so you're approaching them you know you need their help so hey guys help us uh, we need your expertise and then everybody's willing to help you actually so we did that, um, and of course afterwards, when they did the survey, we had to retarget them. Hey guys, uh, redeem your voucher, whatever. And then they were actually signing up on our application, and then they were getting into the, the normal sales funnel. What worked good is really, I mean, <clears throat> it's a slow process, right? I mean, you have to connect first, that is a little bit the problem. So you have really to focus on your key personas, and of course, not use, not not do the sales approach because these days, I mean, everybody wants to sell you anything, you know. So it's so annoying. <laughs> I mean, but if that is also something we learned, the research approach or UX, you want to get their expertise works super, super good. What we also did not that good was like you know the transition to redeem that that reward you offered them, because I mean. If it's too complicated, they're not gonna do it. And then the hours apparently was not was was actually bad. It was it was like yeah, they had to sign up and we had to send them mails. So it it was not really well done. And we also tried, of course, I mean, you know, the in-mail messages. You can actually, if you have a sales navigator, you can send them in-mails without connecting, but that really don't work. And some of the benefits is also if you're posting on LinkedIn, you know, you're growing your network, they will, you will always remind them. So this is actually an approach we still do. We, we improve and, and try out also new things. 
then partnerships as well. Um, we were actually focusing on our scoping multipliers. So Bexio is apparently is a good one. It's like uh, the biggest accounting or cloud accounting tool. They have a marketplace. So it, it was a good match. So we, we, we tried to partner up and became their uh, own or we connected to their marketplace. And then we were thinking, okay, now easy, the leads will come without doing something. There was a big misjudgment, uh, <laughs> nothing happened. So, and we, we tried to actually do some joint webinars and stuff like that, but up, up to now, it's not really working. And um, I talked to, to the, the responsible guy, you know, for this marketplace, and I was told, I mean, I know what to do. I mean, the key learnings, you know, from, from, from that channel is also, I mean, just to partner up is absolutely insufficient and it's, it's not beneficial. Um, what I would do otherwise the next time, or what I try to do, you know, in Germany with, with the, these DotF guys, is also have like you know a convenient sign-up and workflow process. You know, I mean, data transfer needs to be really convenient. If they're doing accounting, then they need to transfer data, you know, directly in an easy way. So they're gonna use it, and you have to define a strategy also with your partner. You know, how you wanna how you wanna market that, how you wanna sell that. Um, you need to to showcase some success stories and, and also approach, you know, inbound sales, outbound sales from your partner, you as well. You need to showcase these success stories. And then, I mean, there is like a really a possibility that, that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be successful. Then last thing, offline events. It's also, <clears throat> we tried a lot. We tried some industry trainings, you know. I mean, accountants are, are obliged to do some, some industry or training days a year. We went out there, we, we had a booth, we did some information. Uh, we tried to organize our own information events, uh, like data protection, the new data protection law. We hired some experts and did some panels as well that uh, actually worked, but yeah, we had a lot of people, or we were also organizing like our, our own accountants' breakfasts in cities like Zurich, Bern, Basel, the big cities. Uh, yeah, that didn't work well, actually, because, I mean, I don't know, I mean, it's time-consuming, you know, you have to prepare, it's cost-intensive, and actually also, if, if they're doing industry trainings, you know, they're not super, super keen on now getting to know the, the newest tools because they want to network there and want to drink a glass of wine or a beer afterwards. So this is actually what we, what we uh, recognized and special offers to offer them something is also, I mean, <clears throat> it's a B2B, we are acting actually in B2B and it's, they're really focusing on benefit for the company. Yes. So our next three challenges, I mean, now we're currently expanding to Germany. We have to get to know the market again there as well. I mean, it's gonna be different. Um, we want actually to connect accountants to SMEs, and I mean by, by behind every financial statement is a company which is super interesting and building additional additional uh, products for accountants and SMEs to, to actually upsell the existing clients. So, thank you very much for your attention. Thanks so much.